0: Hey, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the
1: Excalibros. I was going to say hoot hoot, but that seems like a really weird and inappropriate thing to say. Um, <laughs> hoot hoot. hoot. I've been watching, like, um, Ian's doing, like, an animation project to do a, kid, a kid's program. Uh-huh. So we've been watching kids' programs, okay. <laughs> like like preschool, preschool programs, and there's one with an owl that just goes hoot hoot every, like, five seconds, and it's in it's, like, locked in my brain um like, i do know what it's like jason I've, says
0: you know snicked uh, it makes sense like hoot hoot is there an owl connection to any of books
1: ever well they'll make me spin my head so okay that's a bad dad S- jerk for see i'm learning from from ian dad jerks it's not going it's not going very well <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, what, you know what else isn't going very well the issue is recovering today
1: it's very true. <laughs> oh my goodness. Anyway. Yes. So we are I here should...
0: to cover our regular, regular four four issues here. Um let's see, we've got uh oh boy. Hello. Well we have Exiles number thirty six, Excalibur thirty-five, gen X number twenty-four, and X Factor number eighty two. Uh Dan, you want to lead us off or should I?
1: I'll go. I'll go Excalibur, um, thirty-five. The flashback episode, quite or issue. Or just this flashback um, with oh, Rachel. I think it's Rachel um, mm-hmm. on the front cover. Over the house oh no, no, that's the... not
0: Rachel, right? That's uh, isn't that the little girl there saving? Oh, uh, never mind. Ignore me. Yes, that is Rachel on the cover.
1: Right. So there's Rachel and Ahab. The I've never understood him um, or the appeal of him. Mm. Uh, he, she looks like. Um, do you remember Gobots? Yeah, of course. He kind of um, like his body reminds me of a Gobot, and his head reminds me of an ape from Planet of the Apes. Oh, so. he
0: reminds. Right, you ever see uh, Silverhawks? He looks kind of like the bad guy from Silverhawks.
1: Oh my God, he, he he is the bad guy from Silverhawks. Yes. Um, and Skeletor watching them through uh <laughs> through, through, a, through a, a mirror or something. Some sort of smoke in the background. Uh, it's kind of like a party with whips and fire. Um, In case you didn't notice,
0: uh, it says flashback on the cover. <laughs>
1: apparently, apparently. It, I, right. So I got really confused because there was a moment where, I, like, Marvel books did a flashback event, and every book had a flashback. Mhm. And I was like, is this one? Is this like a tie-in to that? Or is this just a flashback? But yeah, it is
0: uh, a 50-year anniversary issue of of Marvel. It looks like.
1: Well. Good for them. Anyway. Um. <laughs> So, Heartbreaker uh, is the title of this uh, good old Damn. issue. And, Before um, you go,
0: this first page, I saw this this art, and I was like, okay, maybe we might actually have something here. And then I was disappointed the rest of the way. But this first panel, I thought, okay, maybe we might have something.
1: This first panel is really moody, really, like, sort of, um, sort of I hate to use the word dark, but it's got, like, a mood and a, a, a feel to it, like at the beginning of a horror movie. Mm-hmm. Sort of going and I was actually also very excited to see where this was gonna go. Um, so our creatives are um I don't have first names, Lobdell, Ross, Milgram, Oliver, Lopez, Kavanaugh, and DeFalco. I imagine you can just interchange them in any order apart from Oliver. Um, and <laughs> they pose the same the same impact. So this issue of Excalibur essentially is about a young girl who um, has been taken by a uh, I want to call, say, a crazy person, and ex- uh, the whole nation, um, as what always happens when a young white girl uh, gets kidnapped in, in mm-hmm. England, uh, everyone, um, it's on the news for at least two days, and uh, everyone's like waiting for a bit of breath, and of course, being England or the Britain's uh, premier super team, Excalibur have been drafted in to help. Uh, let's ignore what has just transpired for the past Thirty uh, some issues and have a sort of traditional esque superhero book <laughs> to um, attempt. Uh, Kitty isn't allowed her big shitting. Like sh- uh, sh- I said, shitting—that's not even like a word. A big party, uh, be- oh, welcome back party because of the young girl. And um, Kitty has so- one panel. She's in one panel. It's because it's not written by Claremont and there's no like shower sequences, so one panel. Oh, right. is Of course. It's fine. Um, don't worry. If you're gonna, you're not gonna miss out on your oogling um, uh, male gaze in this issue, because Rachel make more than makes up for it. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, Kitty wants to invite the missing girl to her party when they find her, and that's Kitty and Cat. Um, <laughs> Brian <laughs> is quiet not because he's angry at Megan for once, um, but because he's praying for the little girl as him and Megan fly across London. And um, Rachel's been drafted in by the police to do her mind. Mind powers, which she keeps correcting, it's psychic powers or psionic powers, or depending on how she feels, telepathy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she's there at the police station to interview the suspect. She, um, there's a, a police detective. Uh, I forget his name. Let's just call him Die. They say. As it die. Oh yeah, it's Die from the beginning. Good God. The so detective Die, who uh, Brian obviously gets along with because he's a chauvinistic pig. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rachel isn't very impressed with. Rachel does her phoenix boy voice and uh, dries him off like a blow dryer and um, uses her powers to go into the suspect's mind. Lo and behold, it wasn't him, but it was some sort of evil creature, demon, psychic presence from a different dimension. Uh, she does seem to gleam that the, the girl is um, on the Mars, which if you are uh, uh, familiar with geography, um, London and the Moors are quite some distance away, and so this guy really did like travel to uh, drop this person off in the middle of nowhere. Um, mm-hmm. When he travelled slightly closer, and still drop him off in the middle of countryside nowhere. <laughs> um, but but in but in Excalibur turns, it is literally a drive away, not a five or six hour drive, but per- perhaps like thirty minutes. Com- mm-hmm. According down. Um, yes, poor poor girl. Um, I forgot. Sorry, psychic demon makes a bomb. Everyone's happy. Unhappy. Rachel does the, uh, the the running joke of um, "Fine, thanks, and you," which is the running joke that she has throughout the uh, issue. The young girl's down a well. Um, mm-hmm. laws. The the detective comes armed to the teeth, and I feel like Lobdell doesn't also doesn't understand um, British British arm laws and um, <laughs> weapon laws because even the even our police aren't allowed to arm themselves that uh, distinctly.
0: He dresses uh, up like
1: a like a little green army man. Yes, he is. He is literally like he's going to war. Um, Rachel, who was just being called a hooker, goes into a skin tight, spiky, normal costume. uh mm-hmm. Around a bit has some sort of like moment where she goes back into the past, her past, which is our potential future. Um, Ahab's doing his usual a spear, seemingly annoying gruff business. Rachel is uh thinking that it's all not right but acting like it's it's right it's sort of like she's along for the ride. Uh they capture Nightcrawler who was one of the only like, sort of X-Men that survived in that future and um she helps him helps Ahab kill or take Nightcrawler. Let me find out. That, <laughs> I didn't even know this was a character that was real. Um, <laughs> the thing that's been haunting everyone is a skeleton masked dude called Despair. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> Sorry, I just look at the way they've written the name. Like it's like, oh, we'll, we'll write it, but we'll hide, we'll hide it as well. Like he's called Despair, but we'll we'll try and be clever about it. <laughs> and it's just yes, it's D apostrophe spare because creative. I love, I love it because he literally looks like a He-Man action figure as well. Yeah. Um <laughs> Skeletal Skeletor with his bathrobe, and um, him and Rachel have a uh. he's like I'm gonna win and she's like no you're not and he keeps like going on about having the phoenix forces cosmic despair which will allow him to take over this reality meanwhile um GI Joe uh, finds the well and jumps down it because he can't get to the girl because that's logical um and then despair uh commands water for some reason which then floods a bit more of the well Rachel finally just snaps out of it or has just been playing dead all along it's kind of like pointless uh and then sort of fires hope because the little girl's not dead and melts him down to ashes and he's like i'll be back and she's like and i'll be waiting and um everyone's happy she makes an umbrella out of her psychic powers the end
0: you give that issue way more time than i would have way more time
1: i felt like i felt like I, I, i needed to um Anyway, um, need to give it some expense. I feel like the st- to be honest, right? The plot isn't bad. No, like, no, I agree. As, as a standard one <laughs> and done superhero meets lassie affair, it's it's fine. Like mm-hmm. it's it's cool. It focuses on Rachel. It's got like a bit of sort of intrigue. It's got a super villain. It's kind of like a Saturday morning cartoon thing. It's got a don't fall in wells safety sign blasted all of it. And um yeah, I think as a as a plot it works. Execution sure, I, I agree. Execution on the other hand, I think it's a bit of it's not as bad as before, previous issues, but um I think it's a bit all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um the dialogue is very, very uh Lobdell trying his hardest to be Claremont trying his hardest yes. to be funny. Mm-hmm. Um and it it, it, it reads quite Sort of bland because of it and the art is all over
2: the <laughs> just all
1: over the place there's some really nice panels and there's some really like sort of semi-decent panels things that you would think like like the way they draw uh rich in some pages reminds me of like the facial features of like Lois lane mm-hmm. and she's drawn more like an adult than she has been in a while right uh, but then there's some panels where everything's distorted and just the color work, though, I actually quite like. Um, it's clearly uh, Oliver's like sort of style, um, but yeah. I quite like some of the color work and some of the bleaching outs of the whites. Um, but on the whole, I'm like, oh, a simple plot fumbled at, at the execution is kind of how I would put it.
0: Yeah, I mean, there are some interesting points uh, the way that that. Uh, I sort of get guilted into into going after this girl who's missing, and all right, this is a human story at the center of it. Um, uh, and then sort of the, the flashback, as much as Ahab makes no sense to me. Like I've I'm a guy uh, a guy who who limps on a metal leg and throws a metal stick at people, and somehow I'm one of the most deadliest villains we've ever faced. Is able to easily defeat Nightcrawler, who could just teleport away from his spear. Like I don't. Aside from that making no sense, like, the the idea that in her future past, she was responsible for, you know, killing a member of her current team is, like, a real intriguing idea to get into. Uh, but I feel like that's just going to be left in this issue and never followed up on again. You know, oh. it could have it been real meaty. But uh, um. anyway... Like, there's ideas in here. It's just, as you mentioned, the execution is piss poor. And I was so glad to just flip right through it. And when you were like, hey, I'm going to cover this, I was
1: like, thank goodness, I don't have to relive it. And then I covered it too much. Um, yes, and then you covered it way too much. And you relived it too much.
0: Um, <laughs>
1: But yes, um, if this is anything to go by, it's going to be a quick episode this time, listeners. Um, Oh, yeah, yeah. This is not going to take a long time.
0: We've been Uh, a little late getting an episode out, and this one's going to finish quite early. So,
1: sorry. uh, Maybe we'll give you a bonus at the end of something we actually uh, (laughs) enjoy.
0: Sure. Yeah. I'll probably owe owe them something. (laughs) Especially if they're reading these books along with us. I mean, Jesus. Mm -hmm.
1: Oh, I, I, could, I I commend all and anyone that is reading them along with us. <laughs> so Right. Should we uh I feel like we should do X Factor first. Um oh,
0: yeah, that's exactly what I was gonna go on to. To get out of the way. Yep, get it out of the way. X Factor eighty two. Let me find the page. Uh written by Peter David. Guest pencils by Rurik Tyler. Uh spoiler, the terrible. Um uh, inks by Al Milgram and uh there's nothing mentioned. Oh, there we go. Colors. Glynis Oliver. Letters. Richard Starkings with people who are editing. And uh, on the cover, we have Havoc, who is likely being, uh, I don't know, uh, sick of fried, sick freed, uh, burned alive by Pyro, which is nothing that happens in the book. Um, this is kind of, if this was like a mask that Pyro wore, this would be a pretty cool mask for him to have on. This like giant Joker grin with the um, electric like goggles
1: I can't believe it. I've just read it. it's um it's Quesada, uh Quesada that's doing the front cover Mr. Huh. Ed Mr. Ruler of All Marvel. is he still ruling Marvel? I don't, um, I don't know whatever his name is um I actually really like this front cover like it's a full on like um sinister evil bad guy winning kind of front cover that when you're in the start like comic book shop younger you'd be like ooh oh yeah have it getting roasted yes it's not in that way don't think of it that way. <laughs> yeah. Um,
0: no, it's an appropriately like evil and and intriguing cover. Just you know, not that the inside will support would, this.
1: If I if I had spent one dollar twenty five cents on this, I would have definitely felt cheated.
0: Mm hmm. Dollar twenty five. Oh my goodness. <clears throat> All right, let's get into this. Uh, somewhere at some dock in some city that it's not named. Uh, some. Uh, army people are complaining about war uh, until a Vagabond shows up, who they ignore. He falls into the ocean, and he's absorbed by Sauron, who, shocker, is still alive in case you were reading X-Force. Uh, and he claims to have killed Cannonball, which I don't think happened, but whatever. <laughs> Meanwhile, back in X-Factor headquarters... Um, the liaison to the government val is upset at multiple man who makes jokes at her and then and the, the only good thing about him this issue that i enjoyed uh, was he's wearing a red and Stimpy shirt so fun for that and <laughs> i love one of them has a wren and one of them has a Stimpy on it's and then when he comes together they they're both on the same chat yeah uh, and, they're, and they're like how did he do that with the shirt i thought that was a pretty cool gag actually uh Otherwise people are walking in crazy poses like when Hafit comes in to confront Val he's in like a I don't know strutting on the on this on the runway pose I don't know what is happening here but people do not
1: walk like this um cardio workout well like if he had little dumbbells in his hands it wouldn't even
0: look yeah, odd it's it's
1: so funny
0: uh everyone is odd angles and and strange in this book but um Val's like I I want to reprimand people and have like, you don't get to reprimand people. Only I get to reprimand people. Then Lorna shows up. um, And Raina's like, oh, well, I hate you, but you make Alex happy. So then I guess you make me happy. It's a very weird love triangle. Uh, Then they decide they're going to go off on a mission. um, And, and Plaris is going to go, even though her, her mouth is still wired. shut. Guido finishes up a case. He gets kissed on the cheek, uh, a little bit of comedic humor. Then we find out that on this giant uh, ship are some mutates who are trying to escape Genosha and people trying to send them back. And then uh, the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants showed up, led by Toad, the mastermind, yeah. of course. Uh, Quicksilver shows up, kind of beats them all up until... Um, what is her name? Until um, Taz- Tazmia? Yes, uh, who can, I don't know, shut down powers, whatever. Uh, So Toad is obviously a mastermind until the rest of X-Factor show up. And then we get some fighty-fighty stuff. Uh, Soren claims to have killed Cannonball until uh, Rain bites him on the neck. Uh, Polaris saves her. And um, she then saves Havoc, who is encased in fire by Pyro, who is not nearly as menacing inside uh, the book. Uh, People fight. Uh, The blob gets knocked into the water. Rain escapes. Uh, in the end, Quicksilver gives uh, Toad a backhanded uh, slap in the face, and the mission is over. And uh, X-Factor's like, well, you guys got to go back to where you came from. And the mutates are like, but it's terrible there. And Havoc's like, well, we're going with you. Um, I guess there's a, an X-Force cameo in the next book, the next issue. I don't know. Yeah, This issue was uh, pretty harmless, if that makes sense. Not a lot really happening. Uh, it feels a little bit like treading water uh we're setting up a trip to Genosha. There are a couple of fun moments here, but the artwork, um especially since Strowman is not on here, is just uh, abysmal. Um the I mean the colors are fun, but <coughs> excuse me, but otherwise, uh it just feels sort of a, a piss poor effort here. And uh I think we're gonna have a lot of these sort of I don't know fill in wacky ugly uh issues of, of x factor in the future dan but um i don't know it just felt kind of like a harmless whatever issue of x factor not like terrible but not uh not great in any 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 means like i'm gonna forget about this an hour after we're done podcasting uh what did okay. you think
1: yeah, definitely it's kind of like it's almost like the same as excalibur in the sense of it's like a really traditional mm-hmm. like and then it's just like, at the end, it's like, oh, we're going to Genosha to set up the big crossover. I mm-hmm. feel like that's like a set- crossover, right? Um, Probably. But yeah, I... I, there's, some panel, there's a panel where Rain's head doesn't make like, sense. It looks like she's got horns coming out of her hair, head rather than... Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the art is just horrible in places. Some of it is okay. But I feel like, again, it's someone aping someone else's style. Also, trying to do their own because it it feels like the angular take on it makes me feel like they're trying to ape stroman but it's really bad mm-hmm. so, and it, it to be honest it sort of like took me out of pretty much all of it um
2: mm.
0: oh yeah
1: i don't i think the dialogue is very much like um obviously peter david matures mature uh, his work like matures very significantly over the decade um and he, he really refines his craft and I'm like, I'm reading this and I'm like, oof, um, this is, this is not this is a bit funny, but this is not particularly great. Um, right. But yeah, it is harmless fun. I just, I think it's just sort of like a, everyone's kind of funding it in kind of episode, episode issue. Um, yeah. Um, I, I wouldn't be, it'd definitely be one of the, like I said before, it'd be definitely one of those where I'd you'd buy it, come home, get really excited to see, like, how it gets, get, get burned or get attacked by Pyro, and then you read it, and you're like, oh. Okay. Right. <laughs> Is that a thing? I'm
0: making attacks, but Pyro, I don't even think says a, a word in the issue. I,
1: I, to be honest, I didn't even realise Pyro was there at most, for a long time. Um, right. I thought the fire did his own, its own thing, and that was it.
0: But yeah.
1: It wasn't particularly that great, was it?
0: No, this was uh, kind of a, I can't believe I'm reading this, and thank goodness it's over. Uh, I will not remember you issue. Indeed. Well.
1: (laughs) All right, Dan, you want to
0: take over for Gen X then?
1: Yes, Gen X 24, the Night of Revelations. You have a front cover. It's kind of like Emma Frost and her angels. Um, Right. (laughs) Brilliant. So we've got... um, obviously Emma in the background, Jubilee firing blue, uh, Mona, M, sort of f- flexing and flying, and for some mm-hmm. reason I think it's Husk, but she's firing blue as well, so there's just a lot of blue going on. Um, I'm it's not really, really disappointing off. they have these cool costumes and they never wear them. Oh god, yeah, because these costumes are actually really great. <laughs> um, don't worry, um, this is not about superheroics for sure. Um, so, oh. This is a timely, festive issue, sort of, uh, written by Scott Lobdell. Um, guest pencils are Rick Leonardi with Mitch Bird. Uh, but on um, Guest we've got Bud Larosa La with Jason Martin. And then we've Comicraft, uh with Richard Starkins on letters and Steve Butcholetto on colours. The only person I think has stayed with the book. from mm. Lobdell. Even Lobdell has like, a couple of days off. So, um... We have Emma sexually sexually telling us why Christmas Eve is sort of a turn-on for her um and then she's actually addressing the three young uh mutants uh of Husk, Jubilee and one and M and it's basically and I'm gonna do this really quickly that it's Christmas Eve they have to be in France because of Operation Zero Tolerance is going on in the comic books at the time and um the assassination of Sabertooth's son Mm-hmm. Happen. Um and they're drinking, I assume, cocoa, though to be fair, if it's laced with like whiskey, I wouldn't even bat an eyelid. Um mm-hmm. and the kids sort of reenact or tell them about how they gained their powers. You get a story about Jubilee, uh, which sort of revises or tells a different side to her very storied origin. Um we get a bit of M, which is a lie, which is um then followed by a tiny vignette of M-plate turning up in her mind, saying that he's trapped in some sort of hell dimension, and, and that he might need some help by getting someone to replace him. And Monet is sort of like, fuck off, and then it's sort of like, OK, should I help him? And then afterwards it's like, still like, fuck off. So it was kind of weirdly pointless. Mm-hmm. She so tries to set up some sort of like mystery that they're constantly trying to set up with M. Does it work? Who knows? Um... Not for Not me. Not really. No. Um, and then uh, probably my mm, my semi-favourite little story about the past is Pages, because um, it's a little mm-hmm. sweet. Uh, right. So it's a little story. And then um, em- we hear Emma's, uh, where she's full-on, like, red, red eye of evil. <laughs>
2: yes. Sir.
1: And then everyone's just happy, and they watch a nuclear explosion. I mean, the sun rises. um <laughs> The coast, and then uh, back at the school, uh, Mondo is waiting. Oh, I was tired of waiting.
0: And right, Cox, and there's and... hints that what Black Tom is going to be attacking.
1: Yeah, Black Tom and the secret of penance is revealed in an extra special 25th issue. No, so, it's interesting.
0: This last page almost looks like someone's trying to do some some style artwork here.
1: Yes, this looks totally different to the rest. of the rest of the book as well even even like
0: the the sound effect words look very boccalo
1: yeah maybe maybe it it was like a quick maybe they're like oh we're back at school let's quickly make it look like it isn't because so we've had um leonardo on the book before and it had like a really nice dreamlike quality to it
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. oh i remember I think, that yeah
1: i think when bird takes over like the book looks, which is kind of just after M's, it's when Page starts. Kind of looks sl- the birth kind of sloppy. Um, yeah. Monet's face, because because of, of the way the hair is drawn, Monet's face just looks like it keeps move. Her actual facial features, her eyes and her nose, keep moving around her actual physical face.
0: Yes, and there's a there's a point where her hair starts to look like a like a scarf or like a head covering.
1: Yeah, and it's kind of weird and off-putting um Mm. and the art does seem to change from like almost like from page to page between artists and i feel like it is another treading water what are the girls up to sort of issue right um and it's supposed i don't know it feels like if lovdell hadn't done really good character work previously in the series maybe i would have been more favorable but it feels very much like a Let's try and do some character work and you know remind people that these people are mutants and what it meant to them to like get their powers but mm-hmm. I'll sort of kind of not really focus on the emotions of it i'll just like breeze through it and then do this weird bit with m plate because why not <laughs> I don't know, just I, just I don't know it's, it, it felt it fell very flat with me and I think the like the artistic sort of what what I enjoyed about his art the last time because he was, with i think the stories with uh Banshee and such forth. Well. and what I enjoyed from the art last time um Leonardo's art last time I'm really not getting here no It just again feels uh people just keep changing physically and their proportions are all over the place and the colour work yeah. just feel it's like that digital colour work where everything's really flat and like I said it, it's supposed to be the sunrise but it looks like a a bomb it does, as well. it does <laughs> <laughs> like like the color work just is weird and over the all over the place anyway there you go how about you, how uh, do you
0: i mean i was um i mean that like i i get what they're trying to do here and there are some nice moments but like it, it could have been it feels like wasted potential it could have been so much better uh if, if some real care had been taken with these character moments um the artwork, as you mentioned, all over the place. M's face is morphing like Morph, basically, the whole issue. Uh, you know, I, it, it, as you mentioned, it feels like, well, we're just sort of sitting around until we can get back to the story and someone can finish up doing genetics so that someone else can take over. Uh, I know you and I, you specifically, are not really happy with what they do with M in terms mm. of her history and changing it from the original plan, so... I mean, we're about to dive into some some crazy times with Gen X, but uh, I was not a huge. I mean, kind of like the other issues we read, it's it's not the worst thing I've read, but uh, I won't really remember this issue. And I don't think it's really created to be remembered. It was just created to have something on the shelf for that month. And that's the impression I got. Uh, oh, you put it out? Yep. I read it. And let's we'll, Marvel and I will both forget about it. Yep. <laughs> Pretty much. There could be a reason this isn't on um uh Marvel Unlimited. Like they're they're so embarrassed by it. <laughs> or or they've completely forgotten about it, rather.
1: Maybe it's just like a, a thing like it's they, maybe Love Dell's like, I'll never come work for you again if you put that issue out. Um Marvel Unlimited.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh I think we're glad to be moving on from that. Hopefully you've got some better better things to come. But let's uh let's move on to Exiles number thirty six, Dan. Uh, Writer Judd Winnick, Pencils uh, and Cover by uh, Mizuki Sakakibara, uh, Inker Wayne Foucher, Colors, Transparency, Digital, Letters, Dave Sharp, uh, and some people are editing. And on the cover, we've got uh, Morph dressed as Marilyn Monroe uh, as dancing on light things. I don't really understand the point of this cover at all. Like her dress is is flowing up, uh, like that famous movie scene, but there's no wind or anything. She's just sort of floating in space. Um, do you know why we have this on the cover?
1: I don't know. I like like I like to think that the because like obviously you've got the chain of Earths, but the, are they supposed to be suns? I don't know. I, I I don't know. It's it's weird, but it's a thing.
0: Mm-hmm. It's been so long. I can't remember where we left off uh, on this book, but apparently we're on an Earth where the Fantastic Four have just gotten back uh, from their first mission. Uh, there are no other heroes, and the thing is going crazy. Uh, so the Exiles are like, "All right, we're going to team up and take down the thing because he's he's lost his mind. And he's going nuts on a bridge." Um, and so, uh, I mean, the thing he looks he looks like a more svelte. Uh, Thing, which is kind of interesting to to look at. And uh, this does have sort of a, a, I wouldn't say Saturday morning cartoonish vibe, but it's sort of an anime-inspired sort of vibe to it. Um, The thing goes crazy. Callan and uh, Heather show up and try to take him down, but uh, they're kind of no match for him. He knocks him into the water. Meanwhile, uh, the rest of the team is in the city helping people escape, except for... uh, (laughs) (laughs) invisible girl who uses her her shield to make sure people can't escape that was a very strange panel to me i didn't know what was happening there (laughs) like use your force field to stop these people from escaping like i don't know why they're having her practice that but um i mean it was kind of nothing pages where the rest of the team is like we're helping so you so we just remembered that they are in the city doing something uh, meanwhile, Morph is with uh, Reed Richards, Otto Octavius, and Tony Stark as they're trying to come up with a way to calm the thing down. Uh, and then Cal jumps in into uh, the river to um, save Heather and take down the thing. They think they knock out the thing. And they try to escape the water, and then the thing knocks them out onto the, the beach. Uh, Reed and Morph show up with some kind of laser to try to, bring the thing back to normal, get him under control. And maybe they have done that, but on the beach, Cal is like, you must kill me because I wasn't on the brood home planet for four weeks. It was four years, and I've had eggs in me the whole time, and now I can't stop it, so you have to kill me before I am taken over by the brood. And then at the end, he's taken over by the brood. Uh, (laughs) I don't know. Uh, I wasn't that – it just felt like another, like, whatever issue to me. I wasn't really in, in, in engaged in this whatsoever. Um, I, I I don't know. I uh, was it the concept? Was it the artwork? It just um, you know, Exiles doesn't have a lot of dialogue to start off with, so it's easy to just like flip through the book because the story is told by the artwork. And I really felt like I I I sped right through this thing, and um and it didn't really leave that much of an impression. Uh, I guess I'm kind of interested to see what happens with Cal now that he's brood controlled. Um, but otherwise, it was like, this is a all right uh, we we're fighting the the thing for an issue, and we're just punching on a bridge for a while, and the rest of the team has nothing to do. Uh, we're running into the same issues where uh, the writer can't come up with something for the full team to do. Um, and And now we're just focusing on. Cal, who's going to be infected by the brood, and how are they going to save him? Uh, I don't know. It was sort of a whatever issue. What
1: did you think? Well, it's kind of weird, because um, the last issue had um, Clayton Henry on it, with his, like, mm-hmm. more catty style, and we mm-hmm. really suited the story, and um, I'm sorry, how did you pronounce uh, her name?
0: Sakakibara.
1: Um, I really like like the pages under the water are really nice like, mm-hmm.
0: like
1: a real great uh, um, sort of sense of motion to them mm-hmm. And I I, I, I kind of appreciate like soaking wet um, Sasquatch and some of the other panels and like the sort of more thin um, thing going on mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can't fault the art at all but I agree with you that it feels more like it's still saturday morning sort of storytelling. very simple um and and the art doesn't isn't for me because of clayton henry being on the last issue and he's actually on the next issue the concluding part of the story mm-hmm. like having um this look like more like a, a sort of more like an independent comic yeah uh, comic. In between, sandwich in between two like saturday morning cartoon style comic books it's really uh-huh. weird choice like I, I know for a fact that i believe um she takes over the book uh very soon as like uh for a couple of issues mm-hmm. so it's really bizarre that she gets to have like one issue here and then oh, d- I don't think letting her
0: blend in i guess
1: but um it is really simple and i feel like we should care more about cal being turned into like a brood it's very sudden yeah it's like by the way <laughs>
0: um
1: <laughs> because i know that in the last issue it's like they all came together and he's like oh i was there for a while but
2: mm-hmm. you
1: know what i mean but we ha- we just hit the ground running he doesn't have time to mm-hmm. and i'm not asking for like like uh um, neon signs of him going covering over in pain, going, "Oh, I've got a stomachache." And someone's so like, "Are you okay?" It's like, "Yeah, I'm fine." And he winks to the camera, brood. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I don't <laughs> want. To, I just, it 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 feels like um, it's Winnick, isn't it? It feels like Winnick's running,
2: mm-hmm.
1: really fast, and he's trying to like use um, like a chaos and action to uh, try and reveal under the twist uh before right. he finishes this this storyline right. and. I I don't know. I feel like this is the last time we see Winnick on the book after this issue. I can't remember. Um, but like it feels just sort of like, well, this is this this is such a simple story. We should just throw in like a really big twist at the end,
0: right? right.
1: But it has no like substance to it. No. Um, especially um. I know exactly what happens in the next issue, and that doesn't feel like has substance to it either, so it's kind of oh like a, boy. Is it just this is it just this sort of like storyline is it just is it if this is the last Winnick is going to be on it? Is it just him lining up all the ducks and taking out whatever he wants before he leaves um or or you know what I mean is it just like a rushed script? It just felt I think I would have just been happier if they didn't have him like oh. I'm evil. I'm an evil monster now. Um, Deal with me. (laughs) Like if they just, if they just done. um, Like if he if he actually panicked, but nothing happened. But now, Heaven knows that he's been on the brood brood world for like Mm -hmm. years, and he has eggs inside him. They could have like for dramatic character uh worth kept that as a story point for a couple of issues i'm not right. asking for like years worth of issues of heather like panicking every time he takes like a punch to the face or whatever but um just like a couple of more issues to, like really like think it in maybe i don't know maybe i'm asking maybe i'm asking for too much i don't know <laughs> <laughs> well it just doesn't just doesn't land um no. but i didn't mind the issue like no it's, i didn't it's, either it's fine. It's fine <laughs> to read
0: yeah exactly these were all fine uh it's probably
1: my favorite out, of, out of the four <laughs> it's your what probably my favorite out of the four only because i'm really like I, I could look at those panels of like um cal doing his own fastball special and like diving and turning into steel mm-hmm. and stuff um it was nice like seeing him do his powers probably. oh yeah like, yeah
0: I mean, it was. I, I enjoyed flipping through the pages. There are a couple of panels I, I quite enjoyed, but it was this. Was, this is a week. It's like it was a very like bland week,
1: Dan. <laughs> That's all. It's the pull list of um. It's a pull list of, um, bo- a pull list of med- mediocrity. That's what it was.
2: Uh,
1: Incidentally, like going to comic book shop, port, like your you, weekly comics. You come home, read the manga. Oh crap. I have to wait. I have to wait a week to find like to read anything good. <laughs> um, yeah.
0: Well, that was that was our issues uh, for this episode. Um, but maybe Dan, like you mentioned, we can talk about something we have been enjoying. Do you want? To, is there anything you want to to bring up and and recommend?
1: Um, I have been spoiled. Uh, it was my birthday uh, a couple of weeks ago. Um, or we—I don't even know what day it is anymore. But um, a little while, <laughs> a long time ago. And um, Ian bought me the Batwoman Omnibus, which collects all of the um, Greg Hooker Batwoman and then the J.H. Williams and W.H. Uh, w. W. Hayden Black Blacksmith uh, run, New 52 run. And it is lovely to read. Um, it's just really fun. It looks gorgeous, because when Williams is not drawing it, uh, Amy Reader is. Um, and so it's got a really nice like visual palette it's i'm not one for like the bat family and supernatural stuff Mm -hmm. but uh, and this one's heavily like like there's werewolves and werebeasts and myths and stuff but it really works and it it sets uh, batwoman apart from the rest of the bat family right Uh, and i think with williams and uh reader as like the main visual um guide it kind of just makes all of that sort of supernatural hijinks all the better. And I, I, I adore the creative choice of when she's not in the Batsuit, it's coloured like a normal comic book. And when she's in the Batsuit, it's almost painted.
2: think
1: mm-hmm. that is such a brilliant idea. <laughs> like, it's, a, it's simple but brilliant. And, yeah, I've been really enjoying that. Um, I've also enjoyed avoiding Cowboy Bebop on Netflix. And I, <laughs> uh, been enjoying babylon 5 because i found that there's something called imdb tv and you can watch babylon 5 for free so mm-hmm. i was like oh, all right let's go for it um it is very old but i still enjoy it <laughs> it's dated much more than i not the physical effects they're fine the uh let's go look outside the space no no let's not go look outside the space station oh right yeah
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but like it's quite cool and um Hats off to uh, J. Michael Straczynski for like really nailing like a season of TV, writing every single episode, mm-hmm. and like you know doing what he wants. So yeah, those are the things I've been enjoying doing. What about you?
0: Um, obviously the the Net book is amazing. Uh, nice. uh, every every month that comes out is a uh, is a joy. Um, I love these covers as well. I was just flipping through, looking at these gorgeous covers. Uh. Just a great team uh, on that book. Um, I have also uh, been watching uh, season two of *The Great*, which is on Hulu in America. Um, which is one of my favorite shows ever. Uh, it's hilarious and dark and and funny and <laughs> dramatic, and uh, the acting is just superb. Uh, it was, it's it's so much fun. Um, I also want to shout out. Um, House of Gucci which is not a great movie by any means. Um you're not going to be like, "Oh, Ridley Scott House of Gucci, th- his top film." But uh it does have his uh you know, his characteristic uh visual flair and the acting is like up to, everyone is acting uh to 11 and there's a lot of hilarious moments. It's it's sort of like a comedy tragedy uh <laughs> which I thought was a lot you know the um the reviews have not been good, but I actually quite enjoyed, uh, you know, 90% of the movie. Uh, the end is sort of a, a serious tone suddenly, but the first 90% was quite hilarious. So, um, <laughs> uh,
1: I, I, was, I thought it was going to be like, a, it's advertised as like a really serious thing, isn't it? Um. Yeah,
0: which is why I read it or I watched it. I'm like, wow, there's a lot of funny moments in here. Uh, a lot of people are acting like super eccentric. Um, so maybe an unattended comedy, but like there's a lot of funny, really hilarious moments, and and everyone is enjoyable to watch in this thing. Uh, oh. I can't remember the last time I watched Al Pacino and thought, oh, this guy is actually acting,
1: but he, felt <laughs>
0: he was he was I doing think... something, you know.
1: That's amazing. Uh-huh. <laughs> that literally should be uh, one of the quotes on its poster. <laughs> um
0: it's like if ever bruce willis is in a movie you're like oh this guy's just phoning it in or al pacino recently or harrison ford you're like oh boy is he gonna phone it in or is he actually gonna do something but uh, al pacino actually did 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 something this movie yeah, so i mean jeremy irons is in it um uh who's uh who's uh the guy from star wars the young tall boy from star wars
1: oh god um adam driver
0: yeah Adam driver who is always actually really enjoyable Um. Uh, Lady Gaga is great. Uh, it's just uh, oh uh, oh boy, what? Who's the guy who is the Joker that we all hate? Jared Leto. Yeah, uh, is fan. hilarious in this as well. <laughs> like like they're all. You know how Jared Leto is always at like eleven or twelve now. Like he can never act normal. It's yeah. it's, it's that, but with everyone. So it, that's that's why it works for me because they're all going like let's all be crazy like Batman <laughs> villains throughout the whole movie, and so that's why it's fun. <laughs> no.
1: It's kind of like I'll watch it when it comes on to, like a streaming service. Now I'm yeah,
0: like, no, totally. no, watch it when it comes on a streaming service. You'll you'll be happily surprised by how fun it is for most of it.
1: Um, to to tell to, for people in the UK and possibly Europe, Stars Play is where you can find the great. And I echo Georgie. I did actually watch the first season. I don't know if the second season's on it yet, but um, it's on Amazon. Like if you have Amazon Prime, that's the only way you can get Stars Play in this country, it would seem as like one of the Amazon T V channels. But I watched the first season of the The Great and that's awesome. Um and I watched the right, so this is for like people who have kids and kinda like pirates of the Caribbean movies. I mm-hmm. watched Jungle Cruise uh with with um with Ian just as like uh mm-hmm. put it put it in the background. And you know what? It's it's it doesn't pretend to be anything that it actually is, which is just like one of those old school like adventure okay. novels. That's literally all it is. It's just an old school adventure level. It's not the best thing in the world. You probably like sigh at some of it. The rock is as always ridiculously charismatic. No matter what he seems to do, he can just like make. He just makes us like he was doing like the whole stick for him is he does dad jokes or like really crap jokes throughout. Hmm. sort of land and like it's just a bizarre um because obviously I don't know if, if you know Jack White, Whitehall um outside of like some of the yeah stuff I done know it, yeah. Um, so seeing Jack Whitehall with The Rock when we used to see him in the UK as like a, a crappy college kid or whatever is mm. kind of like a really weird thing to see. I think um, it got derided because it's like a, Jack Whitehall's character is gay, but they don't ever say the word gay. Of course, they, have like yeah. a, they have like a coming out sequence, which I thought was perfectly fine. Um, but uh, it's a stupid movie. I think it's like an hour and a half. And it's silly, and I think my nephew, who is eight years old, would love it. Um, so nice. it's well, definitely doing... like a film. It's it's a what? It's definitely a holiday film, like a like right. we're going into it now. So keep them entertained, kind of film.
0: Brilliant. <laughs> so. Well, if, if you if you were mentioning sort of family films, um, Dan, have you ever seen the the Christmas story about the, the boy who wants the the BB gun?
1: I I do not. know. No, I'm going to say no, because it doesn't it, seem it, to come
0: it up. It takes place in like the 60s-ish, and it's about this kid who really wants to get a BB gun for Christmas and uh, whatever. It's sort of like a classic holiday movie here. <clears throat> uh, HBO just released a movie called uh, 8-Bit Christmas, which is about uh, kids in like the late 80s who won a Nintendo for Christmas and how they sort of plan and scheme to get one. Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a holiday movie. It's a family movie. Uh, it was way better than I thought uh, it was going to be. Uh, it's a very nice family movie. So if you have a chance to to watch that, you've got young kids, uh, you want something to watch over the holidays. I would totally recommend Eight Bit Christmas.
1: Yes, and finishing on holiday stuff, um, go watch Hawkeye. It's actually fun. And oh yeah. It's Christmas. It's Christmassy. So that's always good. <laughs> um, and it has Pizza Dog, and that's well Lucky, as he should be called. But
0: um. You no, know, no. I mean, call him Lucky. Call him Pizza Dog. It means the same. <laughs> No, Thanks, I agree. Dog. Like it's it's kind of sad that we're not covering it, but I think it's it's probably a good thing we're not covering that weekly. You know, we don't need to be covering those things all the time. Kind of uh, ran us ragged last time, but uh, we are. Uh, yeah, I enjoy the first two two episodes as well.
1: Yes, I I haven't read anything, so I'm still trying to piece together who the person at the end of the second episode is. So it's gonna be a nice surprise. Um, because I have made a point of not looking at anything now. <laughs> um,
2: mm-hmm. just
1: too much. Because I'm trying to watch um uh Discovery, but because of what Paramount just pulled, we can't really watch it in my country anymore.
2: Well we All can right.
1: someone else. Um so I'm trying to avoid spoilers on everything. And it is it's like you might as well just not be on I might as well just throw my phone away and not be on the internet because spoilers are such a ingrated <laughs> part of right. society. Thankfully, no one liked the Eternals, so there was hardly any spoilers for the Eternals. Um, so <laughs> um, I actually didn't mind it. But anyway, um, yeah, I'm trying to like avoid, especially when Spider-Man comes out, because I'm just going to be like away from the Internet. <laughs> <laughs> because there's just going to be so many spoilers. Uh, yeah, um, probably will, yeah. I hope it's set at Christmas, Spidey, or I feel, I'll feel cheated.
0: I don't think it is. It doesn't feel like it is.
1: I know, but I, I always feel cheated when they release them, like The Matrix, uh, the new one is, is like Boxing Day or something in this country, comes uh-huh. out and I'm like, it's not set at Christmas.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> the older I get, the like, the more like, it needs to be set at Christmas, um, says the person that will only watch like Batman Returns. Or like Gremlins because they're Christmas movies at like Christmas. Uh, <laughs> someone cried out to me that Prometheus is set at Christmas and I was like, fuck you, I'm not watching that again. Um <laughs> <So, laughs> like, Christmas I was like, yeah, no, no, it's fine. Um I draw the line on some movies, Christmas right. movies. So, yeah. But anyway.
0: All right. Well, Dan, uh as always, pleasure talking to you. Uh where where can everyone find us?
1: And um, you can find us on podbean.com forward slash Excalibros so you can find us on twitter at excalibur one where you can tweet us whatever you want or not tweet us it's your choice and you can just type us into google and we will turn up straight away at the top A podbean I think is the top and then like one uh, iTunes and Stitcher and all the other podcasting platform mm-hmm. so there you go alrighty
0: Well, uh, that was great. Uh, Hopefully we'll be back uh, in a couple weeks with another episode, maybe even a holiday episode. Who knows? uh, Before we uh, take a little holiday vacation. Um, But, uh, Dan, thanks so much. And we'll see everybody next time. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.
1: Holiday episode.